Welcome to The Old Show with Jody Harrison-Bauer and her daughter, Lexi. Over the next hour, you will learn how to embrace the age you are now and have the knowledge to walk fearlessly into the next chapter of your life. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Old Podcast. I'm Jody Harrison-Bauer, and I am your host along with my daughter, Lexi Harrison. Lexi, say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. I hate when you do that. I know. Well, I don't know how else to do it because we haven't talked about how you would well, like you to be introduced. Introduce me. I don't have to say hi. They'll hear okay. my voice eventually. And joining me is my daughter, Lexi Harrison, and she's 30 years old. And we decided to create this podcast um, to talk about the differences in aging and how we have challenges and joys and beauty and um, that aging can be beautiful, but sometimes we focus too much on the negative and we want everybody to have um, a good outlook and be prepared to age because I didn't have a lot of the things that I know now. And I hope that I passed on that knowledge to my daughters. I have another daughter who's 34 and hopefully they could take on aging in a much more educated way than I did. Not that it was so bad. But today, um, I wanted to talk to you, first of all, Lexi, about that. For those of you who don't know, a little background on me. I think I feel like I should do that every single week because if you are a new listener, um, thank you for joining us today. And you can find me on all social platforms as Jody Harrison Bauer. That includes YouTube. You can see the videos. You can see me and Lexi every single week doing the show. And um, to please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And we love the conversations that we are having. We didn't really know how they were going to go at first. We're getting our groove on. Oh, I, I don't know where you're going right now. What I know, I know. But this is this is what I like about this, that you can chime in anytime. But what I was going to talk about was that my background is fitness. And I've been in the industry for over 34 years. And I had a fitness studio and I closed it last year. And I, I was just ready for it to be done and over with. My life was very chaotic. And I think I honestly, I realize now that I was very burnt out. That's, I never want to admit that I was burned out, but I was burned out from like, from what I was doing. And so they told me that when uh, the property owners uh, had a new renter for the space, they were saving two signs, my logo inside. They didn't want to so rip you it. Sold, you sold your studio. You you gave no background. All you said is right. that you were So in. I sold my studio. Had a studio for 10 Since years. 2010. Since 2010. And I've been training women since 1989. So I have been immersed in this industry for a very long time, focusing most of it on women, like 98% of my clients were women. And I allowed a few men in the studio who could handle me. So, and weren't hitting on me, but um, it was, it was a wonderful time. And I have so many great memories, but fast forward to today, I, um, I went to go pick up my signs that were still on the wall, my logo JF. 
And, um, you know, they changed some things because they do have somebody coming into the space. And I just thought, oh, this was such a gorgeous studio. It was so beautiful. Like I was talking about boutique fitness studio before anybody was talking about boutique fitness studios. And then it just became mainstream. And I'm not saying I made it mainstream. However, I was talking about it. I've always been a little bit ahead of my time. But I today, agree. But- I think you were doing a lot of things before other people. I don't think you were doing boutique fitness before other people. You Maybe know what? Small Google, Google it right now, Lexi, and see how many boutique fitness studios were around in 2010. Okay. Okay. Anyway, um, so I have my Jody Fit mug here today, and it's just like, oh, I missed her. Like when I went in there, I just like it brought back oh, all of these memories and um, good ones mostly but I don't miss the chaos and the rushing. And it's beautiful to know that I can continue to grow in another way. And because if we're not growing, we're not living. And it was time for that part of my life to be over with and maybe do it in a different way. So we do talk a little bit about fitness on the show, but today we are going to talk. When you were there today, were you like, oh, this is sad, but... I'm good with it. Like, I'm happy that I'm not doing this anymore. Or did you? Yeah. Yeah. I did feel that way. I did feel like, oh, like it's It's not not like I didn't start crying. I I was waking up at 7 a.m. to come here every morning. No, not at all. Or dealing with managing my instructors and, you know, the group classes and things like that. My, my, favorite, favorite part about having the studio was my one-on-one training with the women, because that's where I was able to get into their heads and really make the difference that they came to me for. And I've said this before, I'll say it again today, not to repeat myself, but most women who find a trainer um, come in and say, you know, I want to lose weight. I want to feel stronger in my body. And that is true. But when you really get inside her head, you realize realize what's very, very important to her. And that's where you can start um, helping her if you are an experienced trainer. So anyone listening to this who is looking for a trainer, realize that you're going to go a little bit deeper and it might get a little bit emotional if you're with the right, if you're with the right trainer, because the right trainer will be transformative to you in your fitness life health, but also in your mind, because um, fitness is just much more than just your body transformation. It's a, it's a mindset transformation. Again, something I was talking about before mindset became like a word. You know, I'll give you that one. I'll give Thank you, you Alexis. I'll give you mindset. I'll give you a lot of things. I don't think you invented boutique fitness in 2000. I didn't say I invented it. I said I was using it on Facebook as I called it, boutique fitness studio, and nobody was calling it that. That's what I'm saying. I Okay, I disagree. That's fine. All right, well, we beat that up enough. But I did not feel, do you have any more questions for me? Because I like, since I'm the interviewer on this show and on Fearlessly Authentic, my other podcast that I've been doing for over three years with over 200 episodes so it's recorded, I do the interviewing. So it would be nice if my daughter asked me another question. 
if you have one. It's not my job. You're the podcast host. All right. So today, what we wanted to talk about was um, what I would do differently if I had to go back into my 20s. And I've touched upon it a few times on my Instagram and TikTok. Oh, well, I was kind of going to my 20s. Okay, well, it's I, you know what, Lexi, it's hard to say what I would do differently in my 30s because I had you and your sister. I can't so we're saying what would you have done differently? Would you have had kids later? You were a mom. For I all- can't. You don't understand that. You cannot say that as a mother. Like, oh, I wish that I didn't have children when I did. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I can't. I it's can't. A, it's like a, we were exactly the same, but maybe we came five years later. No, can't. Mm-mm. Wait till you have children. You just, that's not a thing you can do. I don't know if it's a Jewish mom thing. I don't know what it is, but it's just not. When you have children, you don't rethink about when you wish that you could have had them. I had you guys when I was supposed to have them. What I would do differently, which, okay. So what I would do differently if I could redo my 20s is, A, I would have dated a lot longer um, to get to know I think dating helps you get to know who you are mm-hmm. and what you want out of a future partner. There was a lot of pressure on me um, to please my parents. Did my parents tell me I had to please them? No. But as the firstborn, the first grandchild, I felt a lot of pressure to please my parents. I knew they wanted me to meet a nice Jewish man and live in the suburbs and have two or three beautiful children, healthy and blah, 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 all those things that every parent wants. And I just felt, I felt like a push in my back that I had to do that. And I was 23 when I met your dad, 22. And I was 22. That's because I'm a December baby. So I graduated from college at 22 because I went when I was like 18 and three quarters. Because okay. my birth got it. So um, most people graduate at 22. Just for the oh, rest. they do. Yeah. I You're thought not- I was really old. I, I feel was- like I'm I'm like a pretty normal age mm. being a March and a March baby. Right. 22. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, I was like 22 and a half and um, I just, I did, I did not feel the pressure to get married at all. I wanted to, I had just lost my virginity in the spring of my senior year of college and I was ready to like go out there. Very, very late. And because my mom had put the fear of God into me that I would have gotten pregnant. We didn't talk about STDs back then or any sexually transmitted infections or diseases. We talked about pregnancy. I mean, I I don't think STD is really a huge conversation amongst 22-year-olds right now. Is it? It's not? I I think most young people are using condoms to prevent pregnancy, not... Because they're scared of STDs. Okay. 
Okay. Well, the fear of God was put into me not to get pregnant. So anyway, I lost my, I didn't lose my virginity until senior year of college. And so I thought, well, I'm just going to have a really good time. Like I'm not a virgin anymore. Woo! And what I should have done. What? I said, you had a really good time for 10 minutes. <laughs> right. You need to come closer to the microphone. Yeah. So, sorry. I'll move forward when I speak. I'm not going to. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just come forward. So, um, (laughs) so I thought I was going to have this really, really fun time. And then I was in a wedding and I met your father and um, I just didn't really want to date him. Not because I didn't think he was a nice guy. I wasn't particularly attracted to him mind, body, or spirit, but I just thought he was, he was a nice human. You know how you meet somebody at a wedding? You're like, yeah, he was a nice guy, right? He's my friend's cousin. He's a nice guy. Oh, it's kind of mean. (laughs) No, I I mean, I ended up falling in love with him and had two beautiful children. We were together for 20 years. So um, anyway, but like, you know, when you meet somebody, you're like, they don't rock your world, but they seem really nice. So he was so worth this is the story of my entire dating life. I know. That's why I'm trying to tell you this. Right. So I meet I meet Lexi's dad, my ex-husband, who is a very nice man, successful already, and a year ahead of me. And he had, was the same age, but great ahead of me. So not because he was so much smarter, but because he was a September baby. Uh, literally. Anyway. <laughs> anyway um I just really didn't want to meet like he was husband material. That's my point. And I just didn't want to meet him that person right then. I wanted to have fun. I wanted to to experience more sexual partners. I wanted to just have fun. I wanted to go out, stay out late. I didn't have a serious job. And I just a normal 20 something. Right. But I didn't even know what that was. I mean, I was living in a big Victorian house in Boston with a five other girls from college and um and it was really fun it was it was really really funny you were you don't really sound like you were having fun though you were like yeah I would go to work and I would come home and go to the gym and then I would eat my what were those like my lean cuisine and call your dad and go to bed (laughs) that was after I started dating your father so what I'm trying to tell you is I graduated in May of 1983 and I met your father in July of 1983 right so what you had fun that's why I'm saying you had fun for 10 minutes right literally fun for 10 minutes I remember I had I think I had sex with two other people from the time I graduated from college what you said slut I'm kidding. <laughs> from the time I graduated from college until I met your father. So it's like I did not have a lot of sexual partners. And then I met your dad and he was a really nice guy and he wanted his guys like one night stands. Were these men when I, I think I did have a, a yeah, I think one was a one night stand. No, I didn't have relationships. Yes, I had probably one night stands. Yes. No, one of actually there were probably three men. One I had kind of a relationship with and then the two other ones were just, yeah, like one night stands. Wow. I know. I know. I know. Well, the other girls in the house were doing that. So I realized that I wasn't like a dirty girl for doing that. Like, that's what I should be doing. Right. So uh, then I started seeing your father and I really didn't want to because I wanted to have fun. So 
if I could go back in time and change something, I would date more. I, I would have dated and had a relationship or two in my 20s to figure out what it is that I wanted. Like what what if I could go back in time, I would have said, yes, your father was really nice. I wish I dated him and a few other people at the same time. You know, I, I get it. So that's what I wish that I had done. And you, why don't you share with us what you did in your 20s? Like you dated a lot of guys. Yeah. And, but I never said to you, Lexi, well, I, I mean, I probably did. Lexi, no, go I date. Did. No, I probably I did. Had, I grew up with this. And I, I think a lot of people my age have this concept of your 20s are like the time that's when you're free. So you need to like live it up as much as you can in your twenties and do all of the things. So I had this, I always felt like I was kind of like racing against the clock in my twenties that I needed to live it up as much. I know that about you. I know. And that makes me feel kind of bad because you were like, you, I know you put a lot of pressure on yourself. I gotta have fun. I gotta have fun. Okay. And I did have a lot of fun. I don't really have any regrets about that, but I think it's a couple of things. I think it's, I'm very much a FOMO person. Um, and like, I really fear regret. Um, and I really fear missing opportunities. Um, I also think I was part of this generation where it's, that's how your twenties were marketed. And now that's less of the case, but I also think it's watching you and dad and hearing your experience of not really having your 20s, um, that made me feel like I really needed to do that because I didn't, as much as I love you guys and look up to you guys, I didn't want to be living my 20s in my 40s the way that right. you were. Right. Um, so I did kind of think, oh, yeah, I have to date a lot. And actually, when I was dating my college boyfriend after long distance after I had graduated college I remember this big pressure of well I don't want to marry him I don't think so I have to break up with him Mm -hmm. and I I think a lot of that was probably like this pressure to have fun experience my 20s and to date a lot of people like I would have felt this is not the only reason we broke up, obviously, but I would have felt that it would have been wrong to marry the first guy I dated in college. Like I met him the first week of freshman year. And that would have felt wrong in my bones to marry him. Even though we broke up in the middle, we dated other people. We weren't dating for like five years straight. Right but we were on and off that whole time. And I, it would have felt wrong to like, to, to do that. So I did. So I broke up with him after we broke up a couple me, honestly, maybe I think a year after graduation. So we did. So I had had a long distance boyfriend for my first year after college, which was really nice honestly, to have, I moved to a new city after college. I didn't have a lot of friends, um, starting a new job, obviously. And it was a really scary time and having the security of a boyfriend that I loved, that I knew that I had like as a safe space was actually really 
helpful. I don't know how well I would have done that year without having that relationship to kind of fall back on. Um, and then I dated a bunch of other people in my twenties. I had a really serious relationship in my twenties. I had some casual relationships in my twenties and I had a lot of bad first dates. And just like, I, I feel like I experienced almost all of the levels of dating in my twenties, which is really nice. The only thing I didn't have, which I'm very grateful for is a toxic relationship, but I feel like I've been close enough to those throughout my life that I don't need one. Um, yeah, you don't, you I don't do feel like one. I've experienced, I experienced all of the levels of dating mm-hmm. in my twenties. That's interesting. Now I'm ready to wrap it up. You're really ready. You're option. ready to wrap it up now. Now is um well, just because I feel like I've not that I've seen everything there is out there, but I've kind of I've been at it long enough to kind of know the deal. Right. Like right. I know I have a much better sense of who I am. I have a much better sense of what I'm looking for, what works for me. I have a good sense of the range of the kind of men that are out there. I have an idea of like how dating works. Like I feel like I'm I'm very well versed in the topic. Right. So I don't feel that I need more time. Like if my perfect person were to drop in my lap right now, I'd be like, thank you. <laughs> okay. So let's go back to the boyfriend in um college though, for because I have a question about that. Um so I mean, obviously I knew what was going on in your life during that time, but I'm just curious if you could go back, not that you have any regrets. Would I have but, still up with him? Um, no. Do you still feel, because you mentioned at the beginning of the show about having FOMO. So I think part of it was that you're like, wait a minute, I can't, even though I, I love this man. No. No, I didn't have any FOMO about okay. dating because I was 22. People weren't really dating. It, your early 20s are such a weird time. They are. People were dating, but I didn't have any FOMO about that. And actually, that was where having a long distance boyfriend was really nice because I didn't feel like I was ever missing out on anything mm-hmm. in the city that I lived in and with my friends because my boyfriend wasn't there. So yeah, I would leave and I would go visit him or he would come visit me, but I never felt like I was in the trap of being like the girlfriend girl who can't go out with her friends because she has to stay in with her boyfriend, which one I don't think is really a thing when you're 22, 23, because mm-hmm. everyone just goes out together. Right. Um, but that was a really nice part of having the relationship be long distance also is that I, I didn't have any FOMO. No, but I'm saying like when you broke up with him, was it because you felt like you needed to experience more relationships and that he wasn't the end all or that you didn't and that you you were going to miss out on other dating experiences? Therefore, even though he might have been somebody that you loved? No, I don't think I was thinking that far ahead. I remember okay. being like, I, I saw the rest of our lives. I can't believe I'm saying this publicly. I saw the rest of our lives and was like, Ooh, I don't think that's for me. And I also wasn't as into the relationship anymore, which my roommate kindly brought to my attention. 
Right, right. And I think that's what brings a fresh. Like that was, that was the main part was just. Yeah. Was, grown out of it. I was grew out of it. not as invested in it as I should have been, which again, I didn't really realize I had one of my best friends kind of tapped me on the shoulder and it like pointed out what she was seeing and was like, is this how you were feeling? Um, yeah. And it was kind of like the glass was shattered and I realized, but I was also thinking about it was very overwhelming to me to think, okay, well, we've been together for several years now. We're comfortable. We love each other. I, I see where the rest of our life is going. And obviously that w- w- picture that I had in my head, is not necessarily where life would take us. It's not right. where either one of our lives have taken us so far. Um, but that was the major thing that I was like, I don't like that future. I want something else. So it wasn't like, oh, I wonder what kind of men I'm missing out on or what kind of dating experiences I'm missing out on. I wasn't thinking about that at all. I was just like, I see this path and that's not really the path that I'm looking for. I don't know how much of that was about him or our relationship mm. or not. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know what? Look, it's hard. I remember when you were going through it, it's hard to- That was um, an awful breakup. It was a bad like six months. Yeah, it was a tough breakup in that you were both very emotionally connected. And he was, you know, it was like you guys. Yeah, it was it was very that difficult. That was my first love, right? And we don't count high school as my first love. That was puppy love. Yeah. In high school, that was puppy love. Yeah, this was your first. He was your first serious like love you know yeah. he he, he so yeah yeah no and and i think that's a very important thing to experience i would also want the, the growing apart which i don't even know if that's what we did mm. breakups are the worst and especially when you're young i think it takes a lot to realize that and it's really hard to accept so i think those kinds of breakups are the worst anyway. well i think it was it was brave of you because i think a lot of young women would have stayed in a relationship that felt safe especially being in a new city making new friends starting a new job and like you said you were still together for a year um but then you soon realized it when a certain situation came up that you were like, yeah, maybe this isn't for me. So I remember thinking, wow, this was really brave of you to do that. I don't know if I would have been as brave. Did I think he was going to be your husband? No, no. So that's why I could have been. I do. I I do think back and I'm like, we could have, as far as I could tell, easily stayed together and been fine and like had a lovely life. Yeah. He was cute. Um, what? No, he was, he was, you guys were cute together. Why are you laughing? No, just because I'm just thinking of like what your last name would be and so on. So I'm just thinking of all that stuff. Um, you came from a lovely family. So I think that, um, I think that's hard um, to, to break away from something that feels safe. And yes. that's what I didn't do with your dad. And I a little different. I wasn't living in a city. I was living in the suburbs. I came back to Connecticut. I was living in Boston. We dated for long distance for um for a year. And then um I I wanted to date somebody else. And he said, if you do, I won't be here when you get back. 
I thought, be reasonable. And I'm like, mm, what do I want? What do I want? What do I want? I've told you this story. I know. And I, I'm, I'm getting a little concerned that we've had this conversation on this show already. I don't know. I don't Have know. We? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, no, I'm just, I'm just saying that I think versus what you did, because you never shared your story is that I, I cared for both people, but I, I, I could see a future with your father. I couldn't have seen a future with him. Yes. I also think that's, that's where you, I've obviously heard the story about you and dad. And I do think that that probably played a role in it too, Mm. in that the, not like there was a, I wasn't choosing between two men. There were, there were no other guys in my life at the time of this breakup, but the college boyfriend was the equivalent of my dad. Like he would have been safe, easy choice. And I think that and knowing your story also probably played a role in that of I'm 22. I don't need to make the safe choice. What? I didn't know that until you just told me right now. I don't know if I knew that either. I mean, this is not, I have not talked about this person or this breakups in. In like 10 years. Eight years. Like, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> no, I, so in going back, because we wanted to name this episode kind of like Freaky Friday. Um, like That's not what we're talking about at all. No, I'm just saying, but if we were to go back and redo it, I'm just saying I personally would have dated more. I wouldn't have, I would have said, Jody, have more confidence in yourself. If you're not sure that this is the man that you want to be with for the rest of your life, although he is husband material, your family loves him. Your friends love him. He's got great friends, blah, blah, blah. We had the whole thing, the whole thing. We had it going on. We grew up in the same area. Okay, we, fr- we get it. <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm saying like, when you've got all that stuff going on, and I know you know college students, college friends that have similar, kind of similar stories where they they knew the person. I don't know um, that that it just felt right, and I didn't feel a need. I didn't see it then, you know, and I didn't have anybody in my life saying, you know what, Jody, he does seem like a great guy, but why don't you give yourself a little bit more time in this relationship and date other people? Yeah. But I think also. Also, I was 20, then then I was 23 and I thought, oh my God, I'm getting old. My, you know, I did. I thought I was getting old. And back then, our parents, my friends were getting married at 23, 24 years old. I was yeah, right. I get it. Well, it's interesting because I feel like I'm almost where you were at 23 now with like all of my friends mm-hmm. are getting married. And I'm thinking that I'm getting old. And it is interesting that now I find myself looking for more of that safe option. And it could just be that right now I'm very frustrated with the dating scene. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do find myself looking for someone who grew up in a similar way to me. Some right. like all of the things that you just listed about dad has yeah. good friends, comes from a good family is it, are all of the things that now I'm suddenly looking for that I didn't care about before. 
And Which now I'm like, well, maybe, you know, if he looks good under the candlelight, I don't need to be that attracted to Well, you're him. not looking for the hot guy anymore. It's like in your 20s, it's like. Well, but it's but I'm trying to decide not if I'm looking for the hot guy or not, but like, am I what am I looking for more and what am I willing to give up on? And it's like, am I willing to loosen up on level of attraction for other more safe, quote unquote, husband like qualities? And is that because that's more important to me? Or is it because you're 30, the eggs are drying, the pool of men is shrinking, like you got to you better pick one out before you become an old maid. I don't know which one it is. I think I think that it is a combination of a lot of things. I think it's life experiences. I think it's getting older. I think it's being um, much more real, not realistic, but being um, more aware of what it is that you truly want and the kind of person you want to spend your life with. And it's not always about looks per se, right? So I think in your 20s, it's about looks and hotness. I don't know. I, I don't think either one of us were ever like the chasing the hot guy. <laughs> we are not the girls that were dating the hottest guy. First of all, we don't chase. Let's make that clear. We don't chase. But I wasn't like, oh, yeah, let me go after that hot guy on the motorcycle. Like, no, it's not. It's not like that. Well, I am glad that you took the risks that you did because I did not. And then we know we know how that went. Yeah, but we were supposed to talk about. So the no, we're getting there. Well, we were. I wanted to talk about what you would do differently in your 30s because I'm in my 30s. Well, so, and I told you that whole thing off the table. Well, no, because I I told you I couldn't do 30s because that's, I had the two of you. I couldn't. Okay. So then. So ask me another question. If you were me. Okay. And this is what, this is the Freaky Friday thing that I was saying that I don't think you understood. Like I do understand Freaky Friday. God. We switch bodies right now. Like, what do you do with my life? So you're not Jody. Oh, I get to be you. You, yeah, you're Lexi at 30, so you don't have any kids. Oh, well, guess what? We're going to take a break. Well, we're we're going to tackle that. We're going to take a break right now. We'll be back in a few minutes. Um, See you in a few. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. 
But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to The Old Show with Jody Harrison Bauer and her daughter Lexi. We hope today's show is helping you to learn how to embrace your age at every stage and how to live your best life ever. Now back to the show. And we are back. And so I guess I was ill prepared for this episode in thinking like, I don't know, I was thinking Freaky Friday, but I was thinking something differently. Um, But if I, Lexi and I switched right now and you were 62 and I was 30 years old. But like you're me. Yeah, if I'm you, yeah, I, um, what would I do? I would be going out on a date every single night. If I were three, really? how are you yes, finding these men? I would go out with every Tom, Dick, and Harry that I would meet on Bumble, Hinge, whatever. Sure. No, like I will show you the men <laughs> in my Hinge inbox. You will not go out with them. What's your age limit? It's. Actually, I just changed it this weekend. To what, 50? No, I'm kidding. Because <laughs> my friends and I, all, me and all my married friends, were talking about um, what, like, they were asking all of their husbands what age range they would date if they broke up. So mine is now 29 to 39. It was 30 to 38. Why 29? I All my friends were telling me to go down to 28. I was like, I don't know, have you ever met men that are younger than you? Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. So what I would be doing if I lived in the city, if I've, oh my God, I would just, oh my God, I would be out every single night. I would go um, even to a bar by myself and sit at a- me. You're not you. So you don't walk into a bar and everyone's like, oh my God. Stop it. Stop it. You walk into a bar and no one notices. That that's false. But oh anyway, so I would be going on a date. I would be going on a date f- five days a week. I would give myself a challenge. I would date 50 men in 50 days. That's what I would do. I would fucking go fucking balls to the wall and date. I would date fucking everybody. Wait, should we do this? Should I give you access to my... If you want to, I would love it. But if I were 30 and lived where you lived and had everything going on that you have going on, I would fucking date. I would do 50 dates in 50 days. No, like, absolutely. I'd be working out every day. dare you to find me 50 men. A challenge. I'll take it on. Okay. 50 dates in 50 days. Just freaking do it. That's the only way you're going to get yourself out there and decide what you would want. That's what I would do. My and I look so bad after 50 dates and 50 days, so much <laughs> makeup and alcohol. I'd have so many pimples. <laughs> all right. So how about if I gave you. I can't take Sundays off. All right. So I would tell you 50 <laughs> dates in 75 days to give yourself a break. So 
It is. So how many, 75 days is how many weeks? Just tell me this. Look at your phone. Who did this in New York and she, her like Instagram, TikTok, whatever she did it on blew up. She has a podcast now, obviously she did 30 dates in 30 30 days. days All right. So fucking do it. What are you scared of? It's not scared. It's I don't think you understand the dating pool. I, I'm telling you, you're let's not, see. Not let's see the dating pool. Like you have, you you have access to people all over the world. I had people in Connecticut and Boston, for God's sake. I understand, but first of all, no, because I'm not. What what am I flying to Turkey for a date? One, <laughs> all over the world. <laughs> no, but I mean, you could make it. You could make it the U.S. Make it the U.S. I don't want to date someone who lives in Cleveland. I don't want to move to Cleveland. But you don't know him. Oh, my God. Do a FaceTime. I would do everything. I would put myself out there big time. I'd get a photographer to take really good pictures of me just so you have them. And I would just, I would have the attitude, I'm going to have so much fun. I'm going to go out there and I am going to meet my future husband. And this is how I'm doing it. 50 dates in 75 days. Done. Tell me how many days are in 75 days is how many weeks? Tell me now. Look at your phone. I don't have my phone. It's charging. Oh, my God. All right. I have to figure it out. So you have to take up this This airtime. Say something. uh, This is not urgent. We can do this. Oh, no. I'm going to do it. Okay. Well, I'm going to make you find me these 50 men to go on a date with because I'm telling you. That's 10 weeks. That's 10 weeks. We've got about... 18. I'll give you this challenge. And if you find me the love of my life, then I will we'll give me $5 million to making you famous. I'm already famous. I don't need your help. I've been asking for your help for years. I'm already famous. Uh, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> but you could, uh, you could do some other things that I've been asking you to do. You can help me write my books anyway. I so, help yes. you book every day. What is it? I help you with your book every day. Okay. All right. So that's what I would do. If I were 30 and lived where you lived, I would go on on dates. And then I also, the other thing that I would do is I would get involved in volunteer groups. So I would get involved in something that you're passionate about. If you were passionate about whatever it is, dogs, elderly people, <laughs> um, cooking, the homeless, whatever it is. Passionate about elderly people. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you want to go to an, an old age home and help them exercise since you've been exercising your whole life. Like, see, I'm serious. I did that. I did that. I know, I'm just picturing <laughs> me going into the apartments of the old people that live in my building because there are quite a few of them and helping them exercise. There is a woman in my building who's there you go. like 88 years old. Mm-hmm. Who walks. She walks with a walker. She walks up. To I think I've seen her side every day. There you go. Maybe she has a handsome grandson. I mean, Lexi, here it is. This is called networking, right? So we we only know so many people. Clearly, your single friends don't have anybody for you. So we need to get out there, meet people, every every different okay. so shape and size on, and you volunteer every day. you would go on i would work days. out five days a week that's what i did in my 30s i worked out five days a week awesome. and i volunteered and i volunteered yes i was married 
but I knew that the way I would meet more people, friends to play with my children and to, you know, we were new to the town is as we soon know as why people need friends. I moved to a new town. I volunteered. That's how I got to meet friends. Okay. Join to synagogue. Do you belong to a synagogue? No. No, mom. There you go. That's what I would do if I were 30 years old and lived in New York City, the biggest fucking city in the world. Single 30-year-olds do not belong to synagogues unless they are orthodox or orthodox. If you're going to give me excuses, I don't want to hear it. Okay. What would you do? Um, what are your career moves? What are we doing for work? Oh, well, I was a buyer. So I would. Did not you. It's me. Oh, it's you. You're me. What are really you wanna... not getting this concept. Have you yes. seen Freaky Friday? Yes, I have. But what are, you, what are we doing right now? You tell me. Are we growing my business? Are we dropping my business? Are we getting a corporate job? Oh, I know what we're doing. I know what we're doing. We're not getting a corporate job. We are working for ourselves. We're hustling like fucking crazy to get clients and we're helping our mother. That's what you're doing because your mother has a lot more followers than you do. And I know a lot more people than you do that could help you. And I would be, I would be networking with other publicists and other TV people, TV publications, really good grasp on what media, I media people, media. And I would also make yourself more present if I were you and doing exactly what you do. I'd get my ass in fucking gear and get up, get your Instagram in shape. Be more public on Instagram with what you do for I'm not a living. Public at all on Instagram. I, I know. Well, maybe that's another problem. Nobody knows you. So if I were you. If I were Lexi Harrison, I would be dating, I would be volunteering, I would be working out what you're doing, and I would be um, advertising my business on on a social media platform. All the things that you tell me to do, and you you give me great advice on how to grow my my platform, and you did, and what? And you don't listen. I did listen to you. I'm being very authentic, and now- I'm I'm attracting the people that I want to attract, but that's what I would do. And, you know, um, so that takes me to what I wish that I did in my 20s, which was taking more risks on myself and that we don't take enough risks on ourselves when we don't feel confident in what we're doing. But every time we take another risk, like even if it's something silly, like not silly, because I really want you to do these 50 dates in 75 days, but even showing up at like, Hadassah and volunteering for Hadassah and seeing what you I'm can do. I'm trying to get in with Hadassah and they will not get back to me. If anyone Well, you know what? I am going to call them. I am going to call them. You are a life member and I'm going to call them and I'm going to tell them that my daughter has been trying to volunteer for them and what is going on with Hadassah. Not mommy, the Sharon chapter. What's up? Say that again. I think it's called the Sharon chapter. I don't know. We're moving on. We okay. Okay. So, right, right. So, whether it's Hadassah or it's animals or whatever it is, that's what I would do. Okay. Yes, mom, you got me. My two loves animals and helping the elderly exercise. <laughs> you know me so well. Um, I'm just throwing that out there because one of the things that you are is a bit stubborn and a little narrow minded when it comes to doing things you don't want to do. Like you don't take, like he sent you a workout yeah, and you were, and you were like pot calling the kettle black. 
I know, but see, I you are a reflection of the flaws that I have. Therefore, as your mother, I don't want you to continue to have those flaws. I want you to overcome them. Okay. So I think that's what you should do. If I could go back and if I if I were you, that's what I would do. Should we try doing it um, if you were me? That's weird, right? Yeah. I mean, I have a couple, but I guess it's just the things that I tell you to do. Like, okay. I would listen to everything my daughter tells me to do business-wise because every every piece of advice she's given me has been correct and worked. It just takes True. me years to listen to her. True. And then you know why? And I've told you this, and I want the listeners to understand this. Lexi gives me great advice. She's very tough on me. If you've been listening to the show, you realize that already. And I really respect her um, and her thought process and the things that she has suggested. And when I don't do what she wants me to do, um, it's because it either doesn't feel comfortable for me to do it yet, aka it makes me uncomfortable and we none of us want to, so I'm scared. Right. So we don't want to do things that make us uncomfortable. Um, and she gets frustrated with me the same way I get frustrated with her. Um, and when I finally do do it, because I do eventually listen to her, unlike her listening to me, that it does pay off. The payoff is great. So we've had the conversation, the same exact numerous times for numerous years. So, but it's just fear. And that's what I allowed to stop me from doing a lot of things when I was younger and wish that I hadn't. So, um, okay. So if you were me, you're 62. Okay. So. Listen to everything that I tell you and to do it in real time. Mm-hmm. Um, move to Florida because you've been talking about it for seven years. Yes. And what do I do um, with my husband? I Leave him here. Whatever he wants. <laughs> Come or go. I know. You, um, spend time in both New York and LA because, again, the pot calling the kettle black, you need to be networking. You're not meeting anyone in your little I really t- don't want to go to LA. It's well, so far. God. And, and go to New York. It's very close. Yes. LA is just so far. So network, network, network. I'd be out there meeting everyone. <laughs> And talk to everyone, everyone who has a podcast, I'd be talking to them and I'd be promoting my business like crazy on social media. I am. And I do DM people and uh-huh. ask them to be guests on my show. So I do do. I, you know what? Look, I've done over 200 episodes and I have gotten probably 99% of those people on my show myself from DMing them. So pat on the back for somebody who just Decided to start a podcast in the middle of right before a pandemic and is still going strong. So um, anything else? I would do more things. Um, oh, God. You need to get, I think you need to get out more. Well, I would have to move first because there's not a lot to do. I've become right, very- That's why number two thing that I said was to move, like socialize Mm -hmm. more, go out to dinner more, take more vacations, go to concerts, go dancing, go to the beach, do all the things that you like to do that you just don't do for no reason. Do I do them by myself since my husband works all the time? Well, you're going to make all these new friends through all your new networking. (laughs) That's true. I do. I'm going to go. Did I tell you I'm going to Dallas? You can do. I'm going to Dallas. Okay. Everything that 
you told me to do that you were so excited to do if you were going to be 30 years old living in New York. Yeah. You can do at 62. Yeah. Minus the, the only one that you can't do is the dating. Correct. But you can do That's the most the fun things. part. You can do all of the things that you told me to do. Yeah. That would be just as beneficial to your life and your business. You can do those too. You're also not doing them. So that I think is the is the lesson here that all of these things that you were so excited to do, if you were 30, you can do at 62. The only one that you can't do is date because you chose to marry someone. Yeah, that was the funnest part. But no, I'm only kidding. No, I am. You know what? This past year has been a year of like recovery and recuperation and stop it. Don't shake your head. Like just getting my shit together again. Cause last year was crazy. It really was last year was just, it was very chaotic for me, but I'm, I'm back on it and I'm going to start traveling again. And I might have a place in Florida for January, February, March. So, um, and if my husband wants to come, he could come. So, because I do, I do what, Said how kind of you. I know, but he works all the time. So um I that very good advice. Is it hard to think of you as 62? So when you're 62, it's very hard for me to think of myself as 62. But I we've talked about this. I don't, and I think we talked about this on a previous episode also, but I'm not very you're very visual, you're very good at visualizing. I'm not. It's very hard for me to see the future in any capacity. Yeah. I don't see myself in the future at all. Like I can't picture any future version of myself. I just, I, my brain has never worked that way. Well, I think, I mean, I didn't really, I sort of went along with everything until I decided to get divorced and then I had to figure things out. I mean, I I knew that I was going to like have that life that I did with you, with your dad, but I kind of just knew that just because of the who, who he was sort of like when you were talking about the guy that you yeah. dated. So that was kind of easy for me to envision. But then after I got divorced, I was like, now I got to really dig deep. So that's when I really oh, had to do the work. You're very good at saying, I want this thing. Yeah. And here's how I'm going to get there. And I see myself getting there. Mm. I not only can't see myself getting there, I don't know what the thing I want is. So well, that's why we need to go on a bunch of dates. That's it. Seriously. And that's no, why we need I to volunteer. I, want, I know what I want in a man. Yeah. I don't know what I want. I know chunks of what I want for the rest of my life, but not really. Whereas you are very crystal clear on, I want this specific thing. I want this specific thing. I want this specific thing. And I see myself doing it. I cannot do that. I can't see myself doing anything that I haven't done before. I can't visualize that. And I don't have these very clear, specific goals that you do. So it's very, our brains are very different. Yes. Yes. As we discussed on the phone, the workouts that I gave you. Yeah. You're insane. (laughs) Um, I wish we had more time, but we have to end this episode. Um, But so the goal here is, Lexi. Oh, I mean, the moral of the story is that you were so excited to be me and do all these things as me as a 30-year-old. When you can do all of those things now, we just put these parameters on ourselves. And also, we started the episode before we went on. You said, 
you know, I don't really know how you're going to fit into today's episode. And I think I did a great job. So You did do a great job. See, this is why I don't like to talk about any of it before we get on the air, because it's no, you did great. You you are getting better and better every single week in in sharing and being more vulnerable. And I appreciate that because I think that brings a lot of beauty to the show. And um, hopefully everybody who's listening to the show um, has gained some insight into what we've talked about and can maybe laugh a little bit. Anybody who has a daughter gets it. By the way, I've gotten that kind of feedback from people that they like, they like us talking, the mother daughter thing, you know, that whole mother daughter thing. I think we should have your sister on sometime. What do you think? Oh, sounds like a lot. (laughs) Okay. Well, with that said, Lexi, I love you. Um, I'll see you this weekend because we're going to a concert together. Big big outing of the summer. Um, we'll tell you all about that next week. We'll have some videos and you can find me the first 10 of the 50 men that I'm supposed to date. I can't wait Mm. because I'm going to be a matchmaker. That's going to be in the next part of my life. Um, but thank you so much for joining us today for the old podcast. Please remember to rate review and subscribe. You can check us out again. Any, you can check me out since my daughter doesn't have a social media presence and influencer. (laughs) And, um, so me, check me out at Jody Harrison Bauer. And um, until next week, have a wonderful week and we will see you next week. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Old Show with Jody Harrison Bauer and her daughter, Lexi. We hope today's episode has helped you understand that being old is just another chapter to live through. Another chapter worth embracing because each day we get older, and that is a privilege. Until next time, have a beautiful week. Please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Check us out on all social media platforms at Jody Harrison Bauer and at The Old Podcast.